0: From the Ohio News Network, this is Ohio Sports Magazine. Now, here's your host, Matt Andrews.
1: Greetings and welcome to this week's Ohio Sports Magazine here on the Ohio News Network. Flying through the fall season, football for the high school level is halfway in the books. We're in week six, weekend number six. So, some of you get this on Saturday, some on Sunday, but you're on the back half, which is incredible. We've got a slew of high school guests joining us this week to talk about areas around the state. Let's start in central Ohio with our Ryan Baker from our affiliate here in Columbus and Ryan I can't believe how quick it's going, but it's going very quickly, very well with beautiful weather thus far here in central Ohio.
2: Yeah, Matt, uh, that's the first thing you said there. And I'm like, man, it is true. We're already uh, halfway through this football season. It's crazy. It seems like we just were getting ready for our first Friday night. And uh, yeah, man, let's knock on wood with that weather stuff because we've had five, you know, we've had perfect weather yeah. so far at the beginning of the season.
1: Who would you think is the story here in Central Ohio? Because I can get probably a handful of stories, but who headlines it for you?
2: I Man, I don't know if there's just one, Matt. I think the thing that really gets me is when the first AP poll came out for the high school football season, there were five Central Ohio teams ranked in the top 10 in the state in Division I. We're not used to that. We've talked about it for years that the, the depth of Central Ohio football, how much it's grown. But it's just amazing to me to see five. In Division One, five Central Ohio teams in that top ten. I, I've never seen that.
1: Is there a storyline in terms of an overachieving team or a team you did not expect to be at the top of the headlines right now here in this area?
2: I think the top one is the job that Stanley Jackson, former Ohio State quarterback, uh, has done at Westerville North. Obviously, his sons are on the team, but them being undefeated through the first half of the season—that's—they had a matchup with Delaware uh, in Week Five. Both teams were four and zero going into that one. Who would have thought that Delaware? in Westerville North in a battle of unbeatens. And then the same week, you've had Olin Tangy Liberty taking on New Albany, who have been two of the perennial powers, and they're 1-7 in going into that. But Stanley Jackson has a, a great coaching staff of former Buckeyes there. They've really instilled a mindset of believing in that team, and they're seeing the results on the field.
1: Can I throw out the Gahanna Lions? They look very, very good here in the first half.
2: For sure. And, but they were good last year. You know, they made it to that state semifinal loss to, uh, St. Ed's, the two time defending division one state champion, unfortunately. The, the interesting thing with Gehanna was how are they going to be on defense? We knew their offense was going to be good because Dior Hubbard, who's going to West Virginia, was back. Brennan Ward, the coach's son, the quarterback was back. We, uh, we knew they were going to be good on offense, but they lost a lot off that defense. They got some transfers in on that defensive side of the ball, and they have been humming. What they did to Pickerington Central, who's a team that's been at the top of Division One for a while, that was an eye-opener, what they did to them.
1: Who has taken the headlines, if you will, in these smaller school divisions here in Central Ohio?
2: You know what's funny is there's a couple. Harvest Prep is one that they've been around for a while. They're a Divi- uh, Division Five school but should be Division 7. They're Division 5 because of competitive balance. They're a team that's been knocking on that state championship uh, door, but they just haven't quite got over the hump. They're a team that lost their conference this year. Their conference left. They started a new conference without them because they didn't want to play Harvest Prep anymore. They were that good. They played in Week 5 a team that's a Division 1 state championship team out of Indiana and played them tough. This was a team that beat Moeller by not as bad as they beat Harvest Pre- I mean, it's just amazing.
1: You talked to a number of these coaches post-game, along with Lee Cochran on our flagship in Columbus. What has it been, uh, I guess, is there a theme from these coaches that have come out through the first five weeks, or is it a little bit more of a wide array of opinion?
2: I think the thing is, uh, when we talk to these coaches, and this has kind of been over the past couple years, You've got to go play people if you want to win state championships. You know? But
1: not necessarily to get in the playoffs. No, not in the playoffs, <laughs> right. obviously,
2: especially in right. Division One, where only one team in these divisions doesn't get in anymore, which uh, is a whole other story. I think it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. But if you want to win in the playoffs, you got to play people. Pickerington Central, we talked about them. They've won a few state championships now. They went and played teams in Florida in South Carolina, in Michigan. Uh, Olin Tangy Liberty's done the same thing. Harvest Prep, they're playing whoever they can, partly because they have to, but also they know that's what, if they want to get over that step, they've got to do that.
1: We saw him last week, but is there a is there a standout performer or player here in the area that has kind of flipped the switch on what you've been watching?
2: Well, I think the one that's grabbed all the headlines is Reedy's Kentrell Reinhardt. He's a kid who is. uh Kinda he's just a three star right now and he's kind of taking that personal. He says there's not two backs in the state that are better than him. He's the third ranked running back right now. He's got nineteen or twenty rushing touchdowns already on the season through the halfway point. He's he's been the guy.
1: Who knows what we see going forward, but if you had to look right now at a surprise team, somebody we're not keeping an eye on, can I throw out either one of the Hilliard schools are playing very well at this point. We've got a Canal Winchester that continues to play well on this area. Is there a surprise team right
2: now, Ryan, that you think might be able to make some noise down the stretch? I think Canal Winchester, their defense is good enough. I don't know if the offense is. I like the Hilliard-Bradley uh, thing there because their quarterback, Braden Flea Hardy he can do it yes. with his legs and his feet. He's had, I think, two games already where he's passed over 200 yards and rushed for over 200 yards in the same one. Mm. Mm-hmm. Don't forget about Bishop Hartley, though, in Division 4. They had a tough loss to Bloom Carroll early on. Bloom Carroll semi or a state, uh, lost in the state championship game last year. Bishop Hartley's a team that's sitting there with just one loss right now, and uh, they've been there before, and they play the tough schedule, too.
1: Appreciate your time. Enjoy your work, and thanks so much for being on the show here this week. Always fun talking with you, Maddie Ryan Baker from the Ohio Sports Magazine, from our affiliate in Columbus, joining us. We'll have more of the Ohio Sports Magazine magazine while we continue here on the ohio news network
0: bobby carpenter once sold workout equipment on qvc canada there's no joke here that actually happened morning juice with bobby and beamer
3: weekday starting at six
0: the fan ohio sports destination now back to ohio sports magazine on the ohio news network once again here's
1: matt andrews Welcome back to this week's Ohio Sports Magazine. We continue the theme of talking high school football. The state of Ohio is in week six this weekend. Better than halfway through. It's amazing. And we're going to go over to the Dayton area and talk with Justin Kenner from our affiliate there, Wing 1410 in Dayton. Justin, thanks for a few minutes. Uh, what is your initial thought on this season just flying by right now? I mean, it's a
4: great but look, it's we're at the fifty percent fifty percent through the regular season. It just doesn't make sense because football season, like we wait so long for it to finally get here. And then within a blink of an eye, we're already talking about we're at the halfway point. Although this is my favorite time of year because we do start to separate some of the pretenders and contenders a little bit. And I think right now we start to get a clear picture um, because you know we overreact to weeks one and two, we start to get a good feel in week three. But by week five right now, I think we have a pretty good picture for who's going to be battling it out when it's all said and done. And we have so many great conferences here in the Dayton area uh, and all throughout the state of Ohio, of course.
1: What's the big storyline right now in the area and the teams you cover? Is it Springfield? Are we reading too much into that, uh, considering their wonderful season last year? But wh- where do you go
5: with
4: that? I- I'm a huge Mo Douglas and Springfield Wildcat fan. I think that their record right now at 2-3 and three is not—it's not an indictment of who they are as a team. I think right now they got to keep scratching and clawing to just get to the playoffs because I believe that this team is talented enough to make a deep run. Brent Upshaw is their starting quarterback. Who, whenever he's out there, when he's out and rolling with this team, Springfield is a, a very explosive offense. Like yeah, they're very difficult to stop. They have a ton of weapons, but right now they have not been able to. to count on Brent Upshaw because he's been out with an injury since week one. And he had a little bit of a, a go against Wayne a few weeks ago, but had to be pulled after the opening drive. He hurt his shoulder again. They've had to rely on a lot of freshmen and sophomore quarterbacks. Braylon Keys, a freshman quarterback, he he led the Wildcats to a win over Beaver Creek this past week. But, you know, you're not getting that same explosiveness from the quarterback position, and that team relies on that. They have so many great weapons at wide receiver, whether it's Deshaun Martin, Duncan Bradley, Javen Norman, I mean, you name it. They have weapons galore. They just don't have the straw to stir the drink right now. I got a chance to see Springfield and Wayne. Um, Keith Byers and I, we we do high school football every Friday here in Dayton. We called the game against Wayne a few weeks ago. One of the wildest finishes to a game I've ever witnessed in my life. They uh, Wayne was lining up in victory formation, and they fumbled the victory formation mm. snap. Springfield was down by one touchdown, and they could not get the ball. They could not get the offense rolling. And they bring in Aaron Scott. I bring this story up because it's a future Buckeye five star yeah. defensive back. And Mo Douglas said, Hey, we have less than a minute to go. We have to put the ball in the hands of our best athlete. And that's what they did. Aaron Scott, he scrambles around and connects on a 70 yard touchdown pass and all the, and then he converts on the two point conversion. We think the game's done. Wayne takes the kickoff all the way back, and they win the game. But that just shows you the explosiveness of what they could have potentially at offense if they could just get Brett Upshaw back. I know it's a long-winded answer, but Springfield is my answer as far as the big storyline to keep an eye on, I think, the team that can make the most noise in
6: postseason.
1: We'll get to the postseason in a moment, but who else in that G-Walker in that greater area right now should folks be keeping an eye on as these through five weeks and now into the week six, where we can com- get computer rankings, we've got AP rankings, and really those are two rankings you can't really correlate the two. But who else we need to watch on here?
4: Vanderbilt's just been quietly doing their thing. They're four and one yeah. on the season. In fact, they're coming off of a big win over Northmont. Northmont is a team that's led by a quarterback named Deuce Cortner, and he's the leading passer in the Jewalk, and he has weapons galore. His number one weapon, of course. Uh, that, that he loves to rely on, that he gets a lot out of, is three-star wide receiver, Dallin Wilkins. Um, but, you know, they're all offense. Their defense has struggled. Centerville just went to Northmont this past Friday night and escaped with a 14-13 win. Their defense shut him down. They have Reggie Powers, who's right now currently, for the time, being committed to Michigan State. They have a lot of uh, future Saturday players on that defense right now, and they're just quietly doing their thing. Lane is sitting there at the top as well. They came away with the win this past weekend that I thought was impressive. Unfortunately, after that Springfield Wayne game I told you about a little bit ago, there were some extracurricular activities that kind of bleeded out into the stands. Unfortunately, it led to some players being suspended. But even without some of their weapons in that game, they were able to come out on top with the big win over Miamisburg, thirty-two to twenty-four. The G-Walk is as deep as it's ever been. I mean, with Wayne right there at the top in Centerville, Springfield still just a sleeping giant there in the middle as they get the quarterback situation figured out. Uh, And then uh, Northmont, the sleeper team out of the G-Walk. It's just so deep, as you know.
1: Justin, finally, let's end with this. We're a handful now of years into the expanded high school playoffs. Have you noticed that it's changed how other schools, whether it's in your area or around the state schedule, considering the number of Team 16 now that will get in per region?
4: I, the interesting thing is, I feel like, and again, a lot of the teams, and we—I don't mean to always make it about the G-Walk, but we predominantly work with the G-Walk and cover them. It's a great conference. Sure. I just can't get over how tough these teams schedule when they don't have to. You know, we talk about that in college football all the time. You know, does Ohio State need a Notre Dame? Do they need to put Texas? Do they need to put these teams on there? There's going to be challenge come Big Ten play, and same thing with SEC. Same thing here. I love when we see Pick Central going up against, you know, our our Northmonts and our Centervilles and our Springfields. And they're going to play, you know, DeMathis, some of the top teams out of Maryland. I give these teams credit. They don't have to schedule tough in the non-con. They can, you know, pad their record if they wanted to heading into GWAC play. But so many teams, GWAC or not, are playing these tough non-conference schedules. And kudos to the athletic directors and coaches. We're just wanting to, you know, entertain their fans and put their athletes in the best position to be competitively ready come conference play. So, no, I, I to be honest, I haven't noticed it because I feel like you don't need those games to get in the playoffs anymore. Almost everyone gets in. So kudos to those who continue to schedule difficult games.
1: Justin, always great insight. We appreciate your work from over there in the Dayton area. Thanks for giving us a little whip around Western Ohio, or at least a portion of it. We appreciate your time. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much. Justin Kenner joining us from our affiliate wing AM 1410 in Dayton. We'll have more of the Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue right here on the Ohio News Network.
7: I don't know what I want to do. I'm just not sure that college is right for me. Have you considered a career in dental assisting? I love my job as a dental assistant. I have flexible work hours, the money is good, and I get to work in a professional, people-oriented dental office. What I really love about my job is knowing that I give people a healthy smile.
3: For more information about becoming a dental assistant, contact your high school guidance counselor. Or if you are no longer in school, talk to a dentist in your community or visit ODA.org. This message is brought to you by the members of the Ohio Dental Association. Fall is for tree planting. Successful tree planting includes following the Ohio tree planting specifications. The Ohio Chapter International Society of Arboriculture, Ohio Green Industry Association, Ohio State University Extension, and Ohio Department of Natural Resources Division of Forestry have endorsed the Ohio tree planting specifications. Visit trees4ohio.org to learn more about the planting guidelines. That's trees4ohio.org
7: foot pain? Foot pain is not normal regardless of your age or job. Podiatric physicians are the most qualified doctors to care for your feet and can provide important foot care solutions or shoe inserts to better manage foot pain. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state and are dedicated to providing the highest quality foot and ankle care. We've been serving the profession and the public for over 100 years. To find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com.
9: the fan, the fan, Ohio sports
0: destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Welcome
1: back to this week's Ohio Sports Magazine. We continue a little bit of tour around the state with a high school check-in with the guru of Stark Media team, TJ Downing, up that way. Former Buckeye lineman, yes. You know the name. He was on the national championship team in 02. Played with Ohio State from 02 to 06. TJ, how you
5: doing? Doing good, man. Excited the football is back in full swing. Can't believe we're already halfway through the regular season here in high school.
1: We'll get get more into the high school in a moment, but first things first, what you saw against Western Kentucky for the Buckeyes had to impress a former Buckeye, especially the way that O-line responded and played this week.
5: Yeah, definitely, and and really the uh, the offensive line, you know, it's going to take a little while to replace all those pieces that left from last year. Um, you see, obviously, those guys have uh, gone on to some NFL things. Paris, obviously, DeJuan, he's in there now for the Browns. Looking forward to seeing him tonight on Monday Night Football. But, you know, Josh Fryer is really the guy. He's, uh, he's coming back with the most experience. He's kind of counted on to be the leader up front. And, you know, it's just not an easy deal. As I've talked to a couple of our guys before, Ryan Baker coming in on the show, um, if we're going from left tackle to right tackle, there's a lot of real estate in between there. So to get all five of those guys on the same page, not an easy feat. They did that last week against Western Kentucky, but going into Notre Dame, That's right. 12th man, whole different monster.
1: TJ, we talked a little high school football off the air. You mentioned it when we started the interview. You're covering uh, Stark County media team, but you're also covering the northeast part of the state so, uh, again, the season's breezing right on by. Who are some of the teams in your area that have caught your eye at this point?
5: Well, obviously, the premier matchup may be in the entire country this past weekend with St. Edward taking on Maslin down at Paul Brown Tiger Stadium. And uh, the Tigers, they were able to get it done. I mean, over the last eight, nine years, they've been right in the thick of things. You know, their uh, their kryptonite has been hobin. So I'm looking forward to maybe a clash that will Come here soon in the playoffs when we get to that bar. But Maslin really has stuck out. Their defensive line is phenomenal. Uh, they got guys like Chase Bond who's going to NC State, Mike Wright who might be one of the best, strongest defensive tackles in the state of Ohio. And you mix in DJ Zimmerman, Malachi Card, you know Cody Farron, and Dorian Pringle. That interior box for the defense it might be the best in the state of Ohio. You know when you look at some small schools, you know Kent South up here led by quarterback Poochie Schneider who's committed to Sacred Heart. They're off to a great start, undefeated, and um, just playing some really good football. You know, uh, small schools around this area, they don't get the credit that they deserve, but I'll tell you what, when it comes time for playoffs, they're always right in the thick of things.
1: You talk about the playoffs now. In the past, I believe you've done some work for Ohio High School on some of this playoff uh, game coverage,
0: right?
5: Yes, I have. Last year, and that was uh, when I got a chance to meet Ryan Baker for the first time and kind of work with the crew, some of the guys down there. Uh, with the Ohio High School Athletic Association. Tim Streed was one of my former uh, SIDs down there at Ohio yeah. State. So he's given me the opportunity to come on. And I'll tell you what, the biggest thing last year stood out to me, which I believe will be a 2 a repeat, uh, was to see Cleveland-Glenville bring that first state championship to Cleveland Public Schools. That was pretty impressive. To see the emotion at the end of that game, I was able to call that with Dave Wilson. That was an experience.
10: TJ,
1: we hear from every corner of the state of how great and traditional their high school football is. But in Stark County, it's hard to argue, kind of the birthplace of, of football up there. Uh, what makes it unique covering that northeast quadrant of the state?
5: Well, again, I talked about Maslin and really you mix with Kinley, and those are two top ten winning teams all time in North America. Um, you know, Maslin has crept up to the number three all time after beating Valdosta. Uh, early in the season those two are one and three respectively you know that rivalry mixed in with the birthplace of football you know the the energy that you get out in the uh out in the stands out of the crowds from the different communities it's uh, it's 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 something unique and I tell kids all the time around here hey you get a ton of media coverage it's not like this everywhere so make sure you appreciate and respect what you have and Again, uh, when I lean towards some of the small schools, it's fun to watch, Uh, you know, the Alliance Aviators up here. They have a quarterback who's committed to Oklahoma, Brendan Zerbrug. They line up against three-time state champion Central Catholic and Jeff Lindesmith here this past weekend, and Central playing up, you know, being in a smaller division, will play D2, D1 teams, and they continuously compete with them. When they get into the playoffs, it makes it that much easier to run through their bracket.
1: TJ Downing, former Buckeye who knows all about football up there in the Stark County area. TJ, where can fans follow your work for high school coverage?
5: Yeah, you can check us out on social media at Stark Media Team on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Check us out on our website. We're streaming live with our friends at TKDS Sports every Friday, every Saturday. Go to starkmedia.tkdsports.com and we'll be with you, man, all the way through this thing, all the way, uh, as they say, the road to Canton.
1: Goes right through. Thank you so much, TJ. We appreciate a little insight from the Stark County and Northeast Ohio area, and all the best to you. Appreciate it, guys. Coming up next on the Ohio Sports Magazine, Eric Reeser joins us right here on the Ohio News Network.
0: It's Monday Night Football on fourteen sixty. ESPN and the Fans HD2. The Eagles head to Tamps to battle the Bucks. Live coverage starts Monday at 8.
3: Sponsored by Roosters. A fun casual joint. Your radio home of the NFL. The
0: Fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again,
1: here's Matt Andrews. Welcome back to the Ohio Sports Magazine. Now let's check in on Cleveland. Eric Reeser joins us from the Ohio
11: News Network. Talking with Jeff Ellis. He's the host of the Locked On Guardians podcast. Download, subscribe, and listen to the Locked On Guardians podcast wherever it is you do your podcasting. Jeff, an interesting month of September uh, for the Cleveland Guardians. After Just recently, after a weekend sweep of the Rangers, the Guardians were given the brooms by the Royals in Kansas City earlier this week. Uh, Cleveland doesn't look to be playoff bound. Uh, What did you make of their up and down performance over the past couple of days, both In Cleveland and then at Kauffman Stadium.
6: I I think anyone who's watched the team this year goes, that's about right. Um, (laughs) That was only the second time Cleveland has swept the team all year. Uh, I was trying to remember. I'm not sure if they've had a, I think they've had a four-game winning streak. I don't think they've had a five-game. Kansas City has had 51 wins this year, six of them from Cleveland. That means 12% of their wins. Uh, You know, you take, if Cleveland takes care of business, again, the Oakland Athletics are the real-life version of the movie Major League, where they are, Put together a team so poor they could move the product. Kansas City's still fighting them for the worst record in baseball. You got to beat that team uh, if you want your silver lining. Though Cleveland's struggles means currently they're sitting 11th in draft position, but they're only a game behind three teams. So they're they're currently one game from seventh in in, in the draft in in the state of Ohio. We I I you know it's where I was born and raised. The draft should be like a, a state holiday for all sports. So many years with bad teams, it's always something to look forward to. And it'll be the first time they've ever picked in the top 10 since Tito was manager.
11: Jeff, uh, before the season, a lot of baseball writers nationally had picked the Guardians to win the American League Central. And it doesn't look like it's going to be the case. As of talking right now, they haven't been mathematically eliminated. Could come in the next couple of days, you know, the, the final acts to fall. But has this season in your opinion, been a disappointment? I think it has to be.
6: Um, Almost across the board, we can always point to the rotation and be like, you know, for the second time in three years, Shane Bieber missed a huge chunk of the year. Uh, Tristan McKenzie throwing ten pitches. Zach Klesak being someone we kind of even forgot was in the rotation. I know they traded Savali, but he also missed over a month. And Quantrell tried to pitch three injuries and just made it worse. Those last three starts, I think, are, are very positive. But really outside of Josh Naylor, I mean, you look at the bullpen, you look at the lineup everyone's overrated everyone is playing worse than a year ago Outside of Josh Naylor, basically across the board, and even the you know the the rookies have been great, especially uh, Tanner Bybee, who I just did a piece on our show. He essentially had the best season by a rookie pitcher since Herb Score. But outside of those rookies, and just go across the board, and everyone's having a down year. Everyone's not performing as well, and the rotation is an issue. The bullpen has had its it struggles. The lineup hasn't been great, but you know, some of the rookies are hoping to step up offensive. Bo Naylor's been fantastic too. Like there, there are those bright spots, but uh, we have not enough of it and just that general regression is it's not one thing
11: let's keep it positive then in that bright spot that you spoke of uh with Tanner Bybee hip inflammation ended his season earlier this week but what can he do to become the ace of this rotation next season
6: okay it was a year for the ages when I, I went through and pulled the data since like 1940 because the, the the issue was before 1940 is you have guys throwing like Jim Bagby through nearly 300 innings uh, but he has the fourth-best fan war, and if you look at baseball reference, the third-best war of any rookie pitcher. It, it's Mike Garcia and Herb Score, who are two of the greatest pitchers in the history of this franchise. Uh, so that, that's really elite company to immediately get into. He was my number-one prospect at the end of the season, and it I took a little flack for that because Daniel Spino's ceiling was so high and Gavin Williams threw so hard. And it's not to say those aren't great prospects, but the nice thing with Tanner is I think if if these games mattered, he'd be pitching. I think this is kind of more of a precautionary situation especially because they need to kind of handle that staff i uh, so i think you know he was the best combination of like safety uh, no big injuries you know he's a guy who just blossomed late he grew late he started to blossom when he, he got to cleveland and at miles per hour you know son of a, a i believe a pitching coach maybe just a coach but son of a coach and he had all those things you kind of look for and it, it was just a complete package and we've seen it throughout the year and I think he's just getting more reps, getting more experience. He already throws really hard, you know, getting a little sharper with some of his third secondary offering. But even this year, he was able to get through the lineup three times, which is not something we see with some of our veterans, let alone our rookies. So I think it's just stay healthy, continue building up reps, and just continuing working on the edges. I think he's, in my opinion, he's already the ace of the the team. Uh, I know Shane Bieber. At peak, Shane Bieber would be, but we haven't seen that even before his injuries. He wasn't missing enough bats. He wasn't quite Shane Bieber.
11: Jeff, the Guardians have a pair of games next week at home against the Reds and Cincinnati's in a tight race for the final wild card spot in the National League. My no fans want to see the guardians eliminate the reds from playoff contention um but do you think the players in the clubhouse have that same mindset is there a desire to ruin things for the reds they don't have a
6: big rivalry but i think sometimes you're looking for reasons to get up for games now they have the dual ones of this is the most official unofficial retirement i've ever seen that this is tito's last run so they, they do have that but i think it is always when you are on the out it is Gotta be fun to play the spoiler. Like we've heard through, you know, players through the years that it is fun to be the spoiler. So I think they will probably try to go out and do that role, win the Ohio Cup. They can hoist some hardware this year, even if they uh, end up having a disappointing year. If they can, uh, I think I believe both games from the Reds I think, to, to take the Ohio Cup. Otherwise, if it's a split, maybe it's a tie this year for the Ohio Cup. I don't know what the tiebreaker is. For that
11: one i guess a trophy is a trophy anyway you split that jeff ellis my guest host of the locked on guardians podcast again download listen to subscribe to the locked on guardians podcast wherever it is you do your podcasting jeff thanks so much for the time today bud
6: oh it's always great thank you for having me on
11: thanks eric up next we head south here in the
1: buckeye state paul keels checks in on cincinnati right here on the ohio news
0: network Join us for Gambling Things, Fantasy Sports, Gambling Things, and most importantly, Gambling Things, Hollywood Casinos on the Money, Sunday morning at 9.
12: Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling.
0: Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews.
1: Welcome back to the Ohio Sports Magazine. Now let's go to Paul Keels on the Ohio Sports Magazine,
13: checking in on Cincinnati. It's our privilege today to talk with Steve Hoffenbaker from the Locked on Reds podcast, one we encourage you to check out whether you're a Reds fan or not a Reds fan, because it's very entertaining. And as we go into the final week, Steve, a lot of things to talk about as the Reds are still in the running for everything. Let's begin talking about the boost they got from the pitching staff, from Connor Phillips. What a nice thing to see.
8: Well, you know, we had hoped that we would see things like this from Connor Phillips. And, you know, when Jeff and I were talking about him on the show, you know, I said that I thought, you know, he was called up basically out of desperation. He might not have quite been ready for prime time and his starts look like that, but he has shown flashes of greatness at the minor league level. And then we saw that flash when he came up seven strong innings in a time when the Reds really, really needed seven strong innings. Uh, he's he's earned himself another start, which he will get this upcoming week, and hopefully he can repeat that performance.
13: Can you begin to quantify, Steve, the loss of Graham Ashcraft to this pitching staff?
8: Oh, it's huge. You know, Jeff and I have been talking about that we thought the bullpen would be enough to get them to the postseason, that they could reasonably find themselves in a wild-card spot, but that they were really going to need some help to the starting rotation for a potential playoff series and to hear that Ashcraft is now shut down for the year he had successful surgery on his foot uh, earlier in the week and uh, he's going to be out so that loss is tremendous Uh, I was really hoping to have that arm back in the rotation it's much needed uh, and it's a big problem now for this Reds pitching staff moving forward the rest of 2023.
13: It would seem we're not going to see it anymore during the regular season but Steve, just your thoughts on these bullpen days for pitching staff. I, I guess maybe this is just something that cropped up new on me this year, but I, I guess we kind of all understand why it happens, but can you begin to discuss the value of why it happens?
8: You know, there's some teams that do this well. Uh, Tampa being one of them, uh, they they have they have had a lot of success in having a bullpen day running pitchers out there. The, the problem for the Reds is that you don't have uh, a strong rotation the other days to not have to worry about Uh, exhausting your relief pitchers, where the Reds have just, it's, you know, you never know what you're going to get these days with a start from a Cincinnati Reds pitcher. So this bullpen has carried more than their fair share a long way. And these bullpen days, at least the last two or three times through, for sure, the one in Detroit, uh, the most recent one against the Twins, uh, both felt like basically the Reds saying, here's a gimme, we're going to just You know, maybe we'll stumble into a win, but if we don't, that's okay. We're just going to lose this game. Uh, The unfortunate side of that is this team doesn't have a margin of error. They don't really have games to play with like that. So uh, I have not been a fan of these bullpen days. I have not agreed with them. But as you say, there weren't really many other options.
13: Now, something that you and your partner, Jeff Carr, have talked about a lot, certainly on the mind of Reds fans a lot, the struggles of Ellie De La Cruz. Is this a young guy, Steve, that finally major league pitchers have learned how to pitch to, and he's got to learn to adjust to it.
8: That's absolutely what's going on. You know, it's a cat and mouse game when players come up, whether it's pitchers or position players, initially guys will have some success until there's enough film for the rest of the league to look at and begin to make adjustments. And I think that that's what's happened. Uh, the other side of it also with Ellie is that, you know, he has, you know, he is, he's is a big guy. He, he is an athletic, tall individual. And, uh, you know quite frankly, I think the umpires are going to have to to learn how to call his strike zone as well. He has been on the on the wrong side of some very bad calls uh, and and it's hard for him to get anything going. Uh, with a little bit of season that's left, I feel like he should probably be sitting more than say Noel V. Marte. Noelvi's had a lot of success. The league hasn't adjusted to him yet. And right now, the Reds need every win they can scrape out. And if that means that Ellie has to sit some as we head into a potential postseason run, I'm okay with that. I think he'll go into the offseason. He'll work with guys like Barry Larkin. Uh, he'll make adjustments, and he'll come back strong for 2024.
13: Now, I heard you guys on the podcast. I think it was Jeff mostly talking about his trend of hitting the ball on the ground. Is that something, Steve, you see that could be something that could help him shake out of this rather than the big swings in the
8: air? You know, it could. I, I, he's got that looping swing anyway. He, he's going to have to tinker with that swing in the off season. Uh, ground balls would allow him to to put his speed to the best advantage. Uh, we've seen what he can do uh, being a disruptive force, even just running out an infield hit. So, balls on the ground give him more opportunities to use that weapon. I think he'll eventually finish somewhere in between you know, take a little bit of the, the the dip out of his swing drive the ball more looking for extra base hits into the alleys you know plop them in over the infield versus all the way to an outfielder and then the occasional power blast
13: Steve how concerned are you with some of the shakiness he's had in the field
8: uh, you know I've been very concerned about that um, because that's not an issue of he needs to make adjustments that's not an issue of uh, there's work to be done. It's fundamental baseball. And I think he's had mental lapses. At least that's how they look to me when I watched him in person. Uh, you know, he made errors where it's clear that he sat back and, and kind of olayed the ball and caught it on the side. And I don't know if he's read some of his own press about throwing the ball 100 miles an hour across the <laughs> infield, or if or if he's just really taking, you know, having, you know, it's it's a long season and we're near the end of it. And it's a grind. And he may just be mentally fatigued. and And if that's the case, so be it, but he's, he's really had some fundamental laps of, of, of baseball fundamentals. And, you know, we hear Barry Larkin say it on the broadcast that uh, you've got to attack the ball. You have to go get it. You can't wait back for it. And when he makes those errors, If you watch them back on replay almost every time, it's because he sat back and waited for the ball to come to him. So I hope that Barry and and the powers that be within this coaching staff really spend some time working with Ellie moving forward because those type of errors are unacceptable in my mind.
13: You got it. Steve Offenbaker from the Locked on Reds podcast. Thanks as always for your time, Steve. I appreciate you, Paul. Thank you.
8: Thanks,
1: Paul. We'll have more of the Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network.
7: Have you experienced foot or ankle pain during or after sports, running, or exercising at the gym? Nagging aches in your foot or ankle that won't go away? Podiatric Physicians can provide you with important foot care solutions, shoe inserts, or show you how to support your feet and ankles so you're able to compete or exercise comfortably. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association Podiatric Physicians are located throughout the state and have been serving the profession and the public for over 100 years. To find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com.
3: Fall is for tree planting. Successful tree planting includes following the Ohio tree planting specifications. The Ohio Chapter International Society of Arboriculture, Ohio Green Industry Association, Ohio State University Extension, and Ohio Department of Natural Resources Division of Forestry have endorsed the Ohio tree planting specifications. Visit trees4ohio.org to learn more about the planting guidelines. That's trees4ohio.org.
7: I don't know what I want to do. I'm just not sure that college is right for me. Have you considered a career in dental assisting? I love my job as a dental assistant. I have flexible work hours, the money is good, and I get to work in a professional, people-oriented dental office. What I really love about my job is knowing that I give people a healthy smile.
3: For more information about becoming a dental assistant, contact your high school guidance counselor. Or if you are no longer in school, talk to a dentist in your community or visit ODA.org. This message is brought to you by the members of the Ohio Dental Association
9: do you or any of your family members, neighbors, or friends own a property that you just want to be done with it? If so, call TurboTrack Realty today for an all cash offer at 614-470-2000. 614 470 Would it be convenient for you to take what you wanted and leave the rest behind? Great, I'll buy it. Call 614-470-2000. That's 614-470-2000. And now,
3: Public Education Matters with Ohio Education Association President Scott Damaro. A great public education opens the world for students. And the new school year is a time to remember that every student deserves the freedom to learn, to attend a safe and welcoming public school, and to receive a high-quality public education from a trusted, qualified educator who is committed to helping every child reach their full potential. Public Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. The fan,
0: the fan, the fan, Ohio sports destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Welcome back to the Ohio Sports Magazine. It's the
1: Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, and let's check in with our producer, Colin Behringer.
8: Thanks, Matt. This week on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show... With the season-ending injury to Nick Chubb, the Browns needed to add a running back to their room, and they had a familiar face, and the guys react to that signing.
12: We have to start with the Cream Hunt signing. We touched on yeah. it a little bit. Yeah. Obviously, it's a move that makes sense. He's close. He's been in the area working out. I'm said he's in pretty good shape. I'm told he's in pretty good shape. Although, I, I, you know, I don't yesterday mean... there was someone here who said they weren't sure about that. Does the person who told me he was unsure about his shape want to say it on the air or no? No.
2: Yes. He's, he's typing. So is it a
12: guess know. or do they know it factually? We ran into Kareem at the softball game. Greg knew some softball game a couple months ago. Oh, that doesn't count. Okay, that's a couple of months ago. These guys can drop fifteen. You know, you guys can drop that fifteen in two, three weeks of intensity. But he also knows that there's a difference between being in shape and being in football. Yeah, so he's, he's, not not in football, in football he's not in football. That's yeah, impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I, he'll be, I bet you he'll be active this week. I, don't mean, I, know, I think he lot, will, too. But he'll be active. Yeah. I think he'll be he, active. He'll, he'll probably be second or third in carries. Well, I he, still think that the workhorse is going to be Jerome Ford. Yeah. He has
10: to be active. you got to have at least three active during the game. Well, you don't have to, but it's, no, it's you be, advisable. No, you better. It's advisable. You yeah. better. Yeah. I mean, just think if Pierre Strong wasn't active. Last no, you're line, right. it would have been just and Jerome so Ford. So I imagine so that he will he be. He will be active in this game. Or, uh, by
12: the way, are we okay? Are we, are we just fine with any celebration now? Or does anybody think it's absurd that Jerome Ford runs 69 and a half yards. Pierre Strong gets stopped at the goal line. On the next play, he gets in from one inch, and then he's strutting around like he did something. It's, you okay know what? That? It's an NFL touchdown. It doesn't matter.
10: What I will say is... Yes. I mean, Jerome Ford did all My the work. My style would
12: be act like you've been there before, but no. if you haven't...
10: Yeah, that's true. It might be. It might have been his first touchdown, <laughs> I think right? it was his first touchdown. Yeah, yeah. So and it's his first touchdown. Fun. I mean, go
12: ahead. Go yeah, nuts yeah, yeah. for one touchdown. That's fair. But <laughs> next time you get a one-yard run, I don't want to see any of that. That's no. only because Jerome Ford did all the work. So, should have gotten wow. touchdown. That like the you most know, Browns thing ever that he was down on the inch line, right? And as I'm watching, I'm going, "Oh, well." The next page of the Browns playbook says that we fumbled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're not well, going to get you in. You tried to
10: throw and you wow. picked off in the end zone. A pick six. Y'all are. Pick, we've been there for so yeah. long. All right, back to Kareem Hunt. The, the, <laughs> yeah. re- the reason that I like the Kareem Hunt sign, and I tweeted it out yesterday. I said that you know, one, he's from Cleveland, so that right there right. holds something there. You know, when you get guys that's from the city and they understand, you know, just the drought that you've been in and how things have been. You want to be the reason to change that narrative. It means a little bit more to you. And I know he's been here before, and things kind of were up and down last year with the way he was acting with his attitude. And, I mean, listen, he was behind the man, Nick Chubb. So was, your carries was not great and he didn't really have a lot of good moments last year, I think. But before that, I thought he had some some time where he ran angry. And I think that's the thing that he That's brings. what I like about him. That's what he brings to this thing. Because, like I say, we talked about Pierre Strong after the 69-yard run from Jerome Ford. He yes. got stoned on the one-yard right, line, yeah. but then he ended up getting in. You get a guy like Kareem Hunt, which I was saying on the show yesterday, they needed a physical running back that could come yeah. in there and get those short yardage right. uh goal line plays. And I think he fits that mold also. What I really like about him is that he had a relationship with Nick Chubb. Like him and Nick Chubb was pretty close. So he understands the magnitude of the injury and he wants to make sure he... Honors his friends, so now you yeah. got two things. I didn't think of that. You got two point. things yeah. that he brings to this table that no other running back out there does. He's from the city, and he's and he was really cool with Nick Chubb. So that means he's going to run the ball with a purpose. You run yeah. the ball with a purpose, like if you honoring Nick Chubb, you're going to run that ball extra hard. He runs violently, exactly. So I think that's why I think he's the best decision for this, okay. and financially as well.
8: To catch the full breakdown, just search the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on YouTube. Subscribe to their. Page. Age, and enjoy daily content covering all things Cleveland sports. We'll be back to wrap up this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue on the Ohio News Network.
0: Rise and shine, jabronis. Quite a show this morning. There's only one place where Buckeye legends lay the SmackDown Morning Juice with Bobby and Beamer.
3: Weekday mornings starting at 6. Give me a juice
11: box. Awesome.
0: The Fan, Ohio Sports Destination. <laughs> Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt
1: Andrews. That'll put a ramp on this week's Ohio Sports Magazine. Thanks to my guests this week, Ryan Baker, Justin Kenner, and TJ Dowding. Thanks as well to our locked-on contributions for this week. Now for Paul Keels, Eric Reeser, and for our producer Colin Meringer. I'm Matt Andrews. We'll have a new episode next week here on the Ohio News Network.
0: Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios.
3: Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com.
0: WPNSFM.